This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Let's get into this story. Uh, you know, it's kind of fascinating as we follow the uh, trials and travails of Lindsay Shepard, the young student at Wilfrid Laurier University. Uh, she seems to feel her career was derailed by these professors who were upbraiding her for having the temerity to uh, play video clips of Jordan Peterson in a class during instruction. And we know the whole background, but uh, she's now become a free speech uh, warrior, if you will. And so Lindsay Shepard has been uh, taken under the wing of the uh, Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, whose uh, president, John Carpe, has joined the Oakley Show to explain exactly what this will involve. John, it's good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Hi there. Hey, good to be with you. So tell me, uh, you've got Lindsay Shepard, who's going to be uh, a campus free speech fellow. What will her role or responsibilities be then? It'll be to network with students and help them to set up campus events. Uh, it'll be uh, public speaking engagements from time to time. It will be uh, writing op-eds. Uh, we're expecting one in um, one of the Toronto papers uh, coming up this weekend. And uh, generally being uh, an activist for free speech on campus in whatever ways are, are most effective to, to get that job done. And, and will campuses give her access? I would think yes. I mean, we do have issues. Uh, it, it, it's harder and harder to uh, be a public speaker anywhere uh, without having a, a howling mob of social justice warriors trying to deplatform you. So that is becoming more prevalent compared to, say, 10 years ago. Uh, but um, Lindsay is going to speak, for example, at the uh, Simon Fraser University uh, next week. And, you know, that seems to be moving ahead according to plan. No problems. All right. And so uh, in a, an open and a public forum? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so they're going to sell tickets or uh, whatever. It'll be open access. Are you anticipating that there'd be any protests? I I don't think so. I mean, uh, Lindsay has a solid reputation as a, a advocate for, for free speech and, and also for academic integrity. I mean, she was chastised and, and bullied in private by uh, professors at Laurier University simply for having put before students a debate with two or three different perspectives. You know, one of which was, was Jordan Peterson, was one of uh, two or three people in the debate, and she was chastised for that. So her reputation is for academic freedom and freedom of expression. And she's not really somebody that is, I think, associated with other ideologies that might draw the ire of uh, of the social justice warrior mob. Well, uh, hang on now, because, uh, you know, some critics have dismissed you uh, or your group as a hate group. I had a panel last hour and a member of the NDP suggested as much. And here it is in the star yesterday. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, a legal advocacy group run by John Carpe, who has drawn fire for comparing a a pride flag to the swastika. So they're not letting that go. Well, they continue to mischaracterize that because anybody we've we've proudly posted that speech. Uh, 20-minute speech, and I made the point that our fundamental freedoms can be attacked from any angle, any direction, any banner, any flag, any political system, and uh, that's a point that I stand by. So when people say, well, oh, you know, John said that, that these political symbols are the same 
that's actually a, a false statement that the Toronto Star continues to to push about. Well, I guess what you're saying, if uh, I'm reading you correctly, that uh, this type of stifling of free speech or intimidation can come from, well, it's sort of uh, festers during identity politics now, uh, you know, with so much emphasis on identity politics. Don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I guess that's what uh, I'm reading, what you're saying here. Uh, So then she's going to go out on campuses and do this. Do you sense, well, obviously you do if you've uh, taken her under your wing as a campus free speech fellow, is there a, a real dire need for this on Canadian college and university campuses? Oh, yeah. The uh, the Campus Freedom Index, which is released every September and, and gives letter grades to universities and student unions on their performance. Uh, some years we see a slight improvement, but on the whole, uh, there's a lot more F letter grades handed out to universities than A letter grades when it comes to preserving free speech on campus. So there's a long ways to go. Uh, Even in Ontario, uh, where I think the Ford government has taken a step in the right direction by demanding some accountability of universities, uh, that's a good step in the right direction, but there's there's a long ways to go. Well, they're actually threatening defunding if uh, any college or university campus doesn't protect free speech based on the Chicago principles, which I guess came out from the dean at the University of Chicago, who said, uh, if you are a snowflake and you can't handle uh, somebody saying things that you might find offensive, this ain't the campus for you. I'm sort of using the vernacular and giving you a, is that the general sense? Yeah, well, every university should be that way. Rather than coddling the students and uh, trying to shield them from hearing or seeing ideas that they might not agree with, what they should be doing instead is teaching the students how to think. And part of learning how to think is how to articulate why an idea or an ideology is bad or wrong or, or faulty. And the university students should be learning how to say, you know, what is true or false, right or wrong. And instead, they're being encouraged to just, uh, you know, turn into these little sensors and say, oh, well, we can't have that. We're just going to deplatform. And so instead of learning how to think, they're being encouraged to just shut down uh, speech that they disagree with. Well, or toe the party line, unless you actually uh, really subscribe to the same ideology and bent as the professor or the teaching assistants, uh, you may not get a good grade. So there is that chill there. How did it get to this, by the way? Gradually, I think the uh, just a growing, creeping political correctness. It was already around in the in the 1990s, and, and this whole identity politics, which attacks the dignity of the individual, and instead of respecting you as an individual, it says you, you have to look at somebody's race and gender and sexual orientation, and you have to put them into the oppressor class or the oppressed class. And so we're going to have this permanent warfare, that's an ideology that has gradually taken over where the individual's dignity is violated by this notion that, you know, what really matters is your gender, your race, your sexual orientation, and and other personal characteristics. Yeah. Identity, politics, and groupthink. John, I appreciate it. By the way, is this a paid position for Lindsay Shepard? Yes. Oh, okay. Just wanted to know, full-time job? 
No, part-time, part-time. I got you. Well, uh, we'll watch with interest her op-ed pieces and other such that uh, come out as a consequence of her now being a free speech warrior or advocate here, and uh, this done under the umbrella of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, headed by John Carpe. John, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 